0: what's up what's up what's What's up up? yeah hello hello i'm dawn and i'm cron and this is the other side of my my bed. bed so this week babes i wanted us to take it back a little bit
1: Okay.
0: And I don't know how far we're gonna go back. It's okay, it's okay. You look a little nervous, but it's okay. It's take okay. It back, take it back. <laughs> I actually wanted to talk to you. I was just thinking the other day about like how far we've come and things that we've come through. But do you remember year one? Whoa, year one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, year one. <laughs> you can laugh now.
1: You yeah, can laugh you now. I mean? Yeah, look look him look him back right now and kind of like how everything is now yeah you can laugh at it yeah you can, you can it was laugh
0: not at it. funny at the time It wasn't funny then no not at <laughs> all yeah <laughs> what it stands out to you most about year one and just for those of you we give you some context like year one was rough like year one was rough yeah like big ben are rough yeah, like, it was it, it
1: a was rough, rough, rough ride. Yeah, it was real
0: rough. Yeah, yeah, it was real rough, real rough.
1: I, I think for me, one of the biggest thing that stood out for me was um, you coming into my space, um, just coming into my space and me being that person who was always by myself and, and just having my own space and And doing my own thing. And now there's another person in my space doing things that I don't do and kind of like taking over. So for me, that that was like one of the things that really stood out for me was the fact that like, whoa, there goes my space.
0: Someone's in my space. Yeah. And it's funny because I was a very, very, I would call myself a very happily functioning single. Like, you came over to my house, you know, everything was like Martha Stewart. Everything's, you know, vanilla and lavender and candles. And, yeah. you know, I, I remember when I realized that we're different was when I used to keep a pen and a pad, remember, in the kitchen in a certain <laughs> spot. And anytime I had an idea, I want to write something down, I'd go write it there, right? Like, I love sticky notes. We'll talk about that in another episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I used to put the sticky note on the fridge or I remember this, I put it on my clothes so I remember stuff. And I remember one day I went to go and look for that pen. And the pen wasn't there. pen was gone. Yeah. And I remember when I asked you, I was like, oh, hey, where's the pen? You were so nonchalant about it. Like, I lost it. I was like, where is my pen? And, and your answer to me, I'll never forget, was, it's just a pen.
1: Yeah, it's just a pen. You can get
0: another one. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 but you're missing the point. When I put something in a certain place, it's always there when I come back. And speaking of, you know, me going into your yeah. space, like, that was my first realization. Like wow, like, this is what sharing a space mean? Like, your stuff is not in the same spot you put it down in? Like, what is that? Like, I wasn't used to that because I lived by myself for years, right? So what do you mean? I put a pen down. It's not there. But even if it was like you came to me and you said, oh, sorry, I borrowed it. You know, I had to write something down, whatever. You were just, like, nonchalant. Like, oh, okay, well, it's a pen. Get another one.
1: Yeah, just go to the dollar store. Get another pen. Go to Home, uh, not Home Depot, um, Staples.
0: But I was just so annoyed at the fact that, that, like, it seemed like you didn't even care about my pen. I was like, "This is my pen." Yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> and and I think for me, that's that, that's how I felt when you came into my space. And I I wasn't living by myself because I I a little bit more context into everything. I was living with my mom when we first got married, and that's where I was. So for us, when it came to you know saving a little bit of money, and you know we're just like you know what, let's just stay with my mom. Um, and and come into where I was, and you know, you can give up your apartment, and you know, save some money that way, and you know, we will stay there. Like we still paid my mom rent, but it wasn't like to the full extent of like actually going out and finding space. So where we were staying, to give a little bit more context,
0: uh, it was I'm gonna say, um, if I am generous, it was two hundred and fifty square feet. Yeah, it, it was.
1: It, it was. It was just a a room literally a room room. and so think about the fact that i am not used to someone just being in my room because i'm gonna stop saying space (laughs) and just saying a (laughs) room i literally moved into your room Room. (laughs) literally (laughs) you you moved into my room and (laughs) so and now it's just like like you said you put something down and then it's not there and i was like okay well that's where i keep my thing and you're just like, well, I don't like a crowded area. and
0: But I'm like, no. I like, oh. hate clutter.
1: Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I, I don't like clutter, but I, I like the fact that if I put my deodorant on <laughs>
0: on the uh, dresser, <laughs> I would like to come back. And, and my thing I'd is that the deodorant should have a place. It's not on display. Put it away. Well, you need it, use it. But that's
1: where I want to put it. So I I feel like, okay, why (laughs) did you move my deodorant? Now I just come out of the shower. I can't find it. Now I got to look around for it. So I think within that year, that year one, those little quirks and those little things that we start to figure out about each other, I think those kind of like, I think they got to us.
0: No, no. You think? I'm telling you right now, they got, like, I'm not going to lie. At some points I was like. This is not how it's supposed to be. Like I had those conversations in my head and I'm like, this is not what I see. Like people that are married, this is not what they portray. But back then, remember I'm going by the Facebook posts, the Instagrams, you know, people tell you, they see them in public holding hands. They've got matching shirts, matching converse. Like this is not what I, I see them on Sunday at church. They're believers. They're, they're praising the Lord together at the same time. They're in tune with the Holy spirit. And I'm like, either everyone's a liar or, Marriage is absolutely not for me. Yeah, year one, the, the fairy tale broke. It,
1: the Alice in Wonderland, like everything. The carriage turned like, back
0: to a pumpkin. Yeah. Like the it was just not, like it was not what I expected. Yeah, the glass
1: slipper broke. Yeah. There was no
0: coming back from that. It so. turned to like a Birkenstock. Like it was just not glamorous. <laughs> I used Birkenstock. Yeah, it, it was not glamorous at all. And yeah. it's funny because today when I was thinking about it and we're going to do the podcast and I was like, you know, what? Did I really learn now that I can look back and as, you know, as cute as I thought I was and as saved and sanctified as I thought, sanctified as I thought I was, one of the things I realized is that I was so self-centered and self-focused and everything I focused on was look what he's doing to me and look how you made me feel. You moved my pen and you don't even care about my feelings and you're not upset about moving my pen. It was all about me. And that selfish attitude does not make for a good, not even a marriage, not even a good friendship. It doesn't even make for a good master and dog relationship. Like You just can't be self-centered and self-focused and expect, I don't know, things to work out. And and at the time, I didn't see it because at the time in my head, I believe that you're supposed to make me happy. and I think a lot of people go into marriage with that mentality yeah. because that was one of the things I understood people like, you know, I just want someone to love me and, and all these things that I heard. And because growing up, I didn't see an example of that. My mom uh, and my dad broke up when I was three and my mother just never dated again. She yeah. Never brought a man home. I never saw her hug a man, hold a man's hand, be affectionate. So I had no clues. I'm going in blind. I'm going by what I see from other people, netflix like i'm going by <laughs> what i've learned from what i've just picked up the pieces from here and there and the expectation is that you're supposed to make me happy
1: yeah and and i think even for me just coming into the the marriage and just also having those kind of expectations i think even like just looking at myself and overcoming a lot of stuff in my in my own heart and and dealing with a lot of battles and just kind of like overcoming a lot of stuff you know even dealing with anger you know being being uh someone who was always angry and really not even knowing why but then these little things would kind of like push me over the edge and just make me like that much more angry and then you're kind of like why are you so angry like is it that i'm not good enough for you like am i like why why are you so angry all the time why are you yelling and nobody ever yells at me and I think when we had to work through all of that just like our heart issues and just the fact that overcoming those those little things we really didn't know how to really deal with them at the time and in that year of really just kind of like walking through that stuff it made us better Absolutely it it made us, it made us so much better but Within that year, I did not think that we were going to overcome year one. I I thought it was like, okay, well, if it's always going to be like this, I don't want to be like this.
0: Yeah, well, let's just even go a step deeper. Do you remember our first anniversary and where we were and what we were doing? Like, we have the privilege of having a pastor who is an, a fantastic counselor. Yeah. And we had premarital counseling. We had counseling in the marriage. Not just like, we're just counsel proof. Like counseling doesn't work for us. And, yeah. you know, and I remember it, things got so heated to the point where we were just screaming and yelling and arguing and, you know, not talking to each other for days on end. And it was just a toxic, horrible environment. Yeah, I remember, where, you
1: know, like, sorry cut you off. No, but no, go ahead. I remember even a couple of times, like me getting so angry, like I threw my keys Yep. And, you know, like do, those kind of stuff or even just kind of like getting in your face. And I think even for me, when I got to that point, I was like, what have I become? Like, yep. w- who's this person? And, and, I, and I think it was at that point when I figured, I was like, okay, something's wrong here. Not even just we, but I have to figure out what is wrong with me. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And, you know, w- just to get back to your point where you said like, we had like we have a pastor that is, is willing to get down in the gutters with you, Come get on. in the nitty gritty. Oh he and, got in the nitty gritty, trust he's me. He's willing to not only get under your skin and, and, and find out what's really what's really wrong, but he's willing to walk it out with you. Yeah. You know, and he's like basically I think there was one point he kinda looked at us and said, Well, if you don't wanna if you don't wanna be together, then separate. Yeah. and I think both of us didn't expect that. Yeah. But him being the, the 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 pastor, and not only the pastor but also the friend, but also someone who listens to the voice of God, he knew what he was saying. And he knew that we we love each other and that we really wanted to be together and that we weren't going to separate. And he he doesn't do that for everybody. He doesn't, there, there, there's unique ways that he, he goes after and, and pulls that, that treasure out of everybody and, and that thing. And I think that's what he did with, like when he sat us down, he really like pulled some things out of us that we didn't even know was there.
0: And I think for me that day, when I remember sitting at his dining room table and we're having this conversation and I just remember thinking in my heart, like, if we don't fix this, I, we, like, I fail at another thing. Like yeah. I failed at marriage too. Like I feel like I can't even just do what. There's millions of people that are married, and I can't do this. Yeah, here, you know? come,
1: here comes another uh, black couple that is another uh, statistics yep. in a failed marriage. Yeah, uh, and it, it was it was hard it was it was it was hard to to swallow the fact that we almost fell into that category.
0: And I think the, for me, like my aha moment was I remember sitting there. And the conversation he had with us, the way he, I thought he was going to come in and be like, what's wrong with y'all? Like that. But he wasn't. He was so yeah. loving. And I think that when you're going through tough times and when you are in an ugly place and when you're dealing with stuff, what you don't need is judgment. What you need is love. Yeah. And I yeah. remember sitting at the table across from him and his wife and um, he literally said to us, he goes, you know, when I look at all the couples that I counsel, you guys have the most potential. He said you have the most resources. He said, I believe in you. Because if you know our pastor, he doesn't marry anybody because they come and ask him, can you marry us? That's not who he is. He's marrying you based on doing the right thing for you. He's not going to set people up to fail. So he's like, I would never have married you if I didn't think that this was of God, number one. And number two, that you could actually do it. And he's like, I've given you the tools and I've given you the resources. So I'm sitting there and I was feeling really dumb because I'm like, someone basically said, here's all the tools you need to succeed. I put the tools down and I'm just crying that it's not working. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it was like, we weren't using what was available to us, you know? And I think that's when I had that aha moment and I was like, okay, well either I'm going to pick these tools up and use them or it's, I'm going to fail and it's or over. Keep crying. Yeah. Like, you know, so, Oh my goodness. <laughs> so much tears.
1: And, and and I think what really brought us back to this place of really, yeah uh, year one was the fact that we're locked down together in this covid time right now, and we're kind of like just thinking about the fact if this was year one of Ooh,
0: marriage <laughs> there would no be no <laughs> podcast there'd be no other side of my bed it'd be the me in the middle of my single twin bed like there would be none of this right now you know like
1: and, and that's why we we're, we're kind of talking about is the fact that. In our year one, we've overcome so much to the fact that where we can be locked down together in a house with our son. Uh
0: and an elderly dog. Yeah, you know, and I think what it
1: has been what three months now? I think what three I honestly
0: stopped counting because it was depressing me. Yeah. So probably we're in the third month now. Yeah,
1: and just the the dynamics of that and just really being in this place right now where we can actually sit down, talk about year one, being locked down because of COVID and actually be happy. Yeah. You know, we're not yeah. arguing. We're not, you know, going about it, throwing stuff, being angry. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're in a, in a place of where we're like, wow, thank you God that you were able to, to put people in our lives that help us to overcome that year one, that we can yeah. actually be in this place, yeah. be happy and actually sit here, talk about it and actually laugh about it. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it is such a, a, a thing to surround yourself with people, friends, That are gonna help you in the beginning so that when you come in times like this where you actually have to sit down and kind of like be locked down and be in a place of where, you know what,
0: you have to really be together, you can actually go through it and not kill each other. Agreed. And even looking back now, you know, like I said before, I've said it every episode, we're not marriage counselors or experts by any means. We're just sharing our experience in hopes that it helps somebody else. But looking back, what would you say to your year one self, knowing now what you didn't know, then what would you say to yourself in year one?
1: I think I would say grow up faster, grow up faster. Um, Overcome those things that you, you thought that you had to, like, I had to hold on to, you know, because I thought there was a lot of things that I had to hold on to, like, you know, I'm a man and this is what a man does. And, you know, I got to stand up for myself. And I think like if I grew up faster and let go a lot of that pride, that year one wouldn't have been so bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We would start to overcome some stuff, but I don't think it would have been so bad. So I think just like just grow up faster, let go of the pride, and be teachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: um, what what about you? I would say stop being so selfish. Mm-hmm. You know and. Not as an excuse, but if I look back to where it came from, when you're single, and I mean, they're single and they're super single. I was super single to the point where it's like, my life just focused around me. It revolved around me. When I wanted to make a certain dish, I'd make it. Whatever color I wanted to paint the walls, I painted it. Like, whatever car I wanted to drive, I drove it, you know? And I never thought about anybody else because in all fairness, in my situation, I didn't have to, mm-hmm. but... What I would tell myself is at that time, cultivate deeper, closer friendships and relationships with people and learn to be considerate of the needs of others. Because at that time, it would have given me practice to be like, wow, I had people over my house and they left a mess and my pens moved. You (laughs) think that the pen would have been moved a little bit earlier and I wouldn't have maybe blew up at you for moving the pen. (laughs) So I would definitely tell my first year self, Don, don't be so selfish. It's focus on the other person. It's not just about you. And I think that would have made things easier for me to see where you're coming from and to be more patient with you as well. Kind of thing. Yeah.
1: So I'm really happy that, you know, we're in this place and I wouldn't want to be locked down or locked up with anybody else other than
0: you. Oh, I feel the same way about you too, babes.
1: Thanks. thanks. (laughs) Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. So. Yeah. So, you know, we just want to kind of like just, you know, take you guys on a, on a little bit of a journey and, and share that with you, you know, and year one wasn't the best, but being married to you for 70 years has definitely brought them some really good stuff out of me. And I, I really appreciate you for who you are and what you have brought into my life and just you've made me grow up. And instead of being a boy, I'm a man, I'm a dad, I'm a husband. And I really, really appreciate you being in my life. And yeah.
0: so. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're making me cry. And thank you for helping me to take the focus off of myself and focus on somebody else and just being able to even learn about you and, you know, listen to you and understand you and see the things where you're coming from and just sit down and have those conversations where we sit in bed and you tell me about, you know, the zinc roof in Jamaica (laughs) and you know, all the trouble you used to get into as a kid. You know what I mean? It's like, I appreciate those things. And I feel like when we sit down and do those things, that's when we really connect. That's when I get to know you better. You know, that's when I get to understand who you are, what makes you tick, you know? And then it just brings us closer, but it also, it also, again, helps me to keep the focus off of myself. There's another person here, um, you know, like pastors taught us that they're bringing a whole set of stuff. They're bringing a whole life. They're bringing yeah. like it's two imperfect people. He always says coming together yeah. to try to form this perfect covenant, yeah. you know, and it's a lot of work. But I just so glad that you have allowed me in, you know, you allowed me to come in. So, yeah, that was it. But yeah, thanks for listening. It's been a blast and um, we will be back again next week.
1: All right. Thanks for listening to The Other Side of My Bed.